Hello, I'm Nathaniel, and welcome to The Descent into Illumination. So, I actually have some new pair of glasses. Um, two things on that. The first thing is, first and foremost, that a new pair of glasses is an apparently an excellent recovery book. Um, and that is something that if you are in long-term recovery, I would highly recommend um, you reading. I know that it's been used in a lot of different book studies. And I couldn't recommend it enough. So there's today's The Descent into Illumination recommendation um, that rhymed. And I am actually really proud of that. Um, the second thing is, you know, I really feel like I got the short end of stick of uh, the short end of the stick in life here um, needing to have glasses um, because I have to pay and luckily um, be, I'm actually still honestly on my parents insurance so it's not that expensive and I have um, some support and help from them in affording medical stuff and everything like that but I, essentially I have to pay to see and I think that is you know it's an internet meme that's been going around for a little bit now and I think that's so true it's like I literally have to pay to see if not everything is a blurred thing I'm at like a three and whatever my prescription is. And I'm just like, well, I see some kind of shape. It's blurry um, without my glasses or my contacts. And I'm just like, okay, well, this is going good. I have no idea where I am. And I'm someone who's usually tries to have a really good sense of awareness of their location. So I'm, whenever I'm not looking uh, through my contacts or glasses, I'm just like, you know, there could be a demon in here haunting me right now, coming for me right now, and I would have no idea. I'd just be like, oh, hi, friendly blob. How are you doing? <laughs> and I think that's really fun, you know? So I, but the one thing that's really good about glasses, at least, is I can, uh, I can style, I can style them and make them fit my personality, and uh, I can be trendy with that and try to have an aesthetic. I'm not normally someone who has a great aesthetic or anything like that, you know. I'm trying to be relatively comfortable, and I try to dress up what I need to, or if I'm like public speaking, you know, wear a suit, all that good stuff. But you know, I've, uh, I've tried to try to hit my niche of my aesthetic, you know, and uh, try to have my glasses as a representation. So that's kind of using um, a hindrance, if you will, you know, not being able to see a, a handicap of life and everything like that, you know. Um, that doesn't affect your golf score, luckily. <laughs> but still, you know, um, uh, a challenge to life, um, not being able to see, and I'm able to use it as a creative solution, you know, and, and represent and express myself. And that's, uh, some great A foreshadowing to the rest of the episode. Um, the big thing that I'm going to be talking about right now is I'm going to uh, talk about, I'm going to use the Peace Corps as an example here still. And again, I just want to emphasize here that anything I say here is not a reflection of any organization, but is my own individual personal thing. I guess um, it's important for me to say. And what I'm trying to say here is I have a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety over if I'm going to be able to be accepted to serve or not. So I already got my invitation to serve. But um, for those of you back home who might not be up to date with that Peace Corps application process, you know, pretty, you know, how does someone not know about that? Um, is you can get the invitation to accept, but you still have to clear a, a legal background check and you have to clear a medical um, evaluation. 
you know, kind of like uh, any any job, you know, or well, not any job, but a lot of jobs require you to um, uh, pass a background test or a drug test or something like that. This is the first job I've ever had or, you know, career or um, volunteership that I have ever been required to pass a medical exam as well. So I kind of feel like I'm a free agent, you know, in the sports um, or something like that, like I'm in the baseball league or something like that. And like I got traded to a team and I was like, oh, pending physical and everything like that. And that's it. If everything goes well, I'll get to play. Except, you know, instead of going and batting at Chase Field or Fenway Park or something like that, I'm hoping to go to Tonga and teach English. And that's where a lot of my fear comes from is that medical evaluation. I am so scared that for some reason something's going to come up on my medical evaluation and I'm not going to be able to go be of service. And that's actually, it's actually really funny. Um, I uh, um, had some legal troubles back when I was a youth, you know, doing drugs and all that good stuff. You know, fun times, you know, making smart decisions with my life and uh, got in some trouble for some possession, went through a diversion program and everything like that. And I'm more okay and comfortable with that than being medically cleared. So I went, I have the FBI investigating me right now. Obviously I was clear. I was like, yeah, this happened. You know, I had a run in with the police. And, uh, uh, and they were like, oh, that's fine. And everything like that. It was a marijuana possession thing. You know, just thank you for disclosing it and everything like that. And I have no problem. It's part of my story and everything like that. But I'm so scared that I'm not going to get medically cleared. And it's really two things that are really the hindrance. I'm not worried about my physical health. You know, I got a, I got a little tummy here that I just patted a few times. I can actually do the truffle shuffle. I save it for very special and reserved occasions for when people are feeling really down. But I, I can have a little tummy, and I'm, but besides that, you know, I've had all my lab work, I've had all my vaccines, you know, I exercise regularly and everything like this. So I'm not too worried about my physical health. It's the mental health that scares me, because I am someone with substance abuse disorder, and I believe my, I think my physical diagnosis is mood depression disorder, or generalized depression, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure what the official diagnosis is, I was just looking at my paper too, I just can't remember it. And that's why I'm on an SSRI, among that and for a physical ailment as well. And, you know, I'm going to go to a place in the world that's not going to have ready access to Western medicine and counseling and stuff like that. And I'm not too worried about that. I have a plan and I had actually created a plan um, for my mental health and my substance and my long-term sobriety plans for um, my medical paperwork as part of it. And... You know, I, one, I just kind of have a plan of how I'm going to stay sober for, like, the next 24 hours and the next week, the next, you know, in my life, you know. I have, I have thought about that repeatedly. And I put a lot of thought and effort into, you know, how I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be sober and that I'm going to be dealing with um, any lack of motivation or obsessive thoughts or any of these things that come with my depression and everything like that. You know, while I'm over in, uh, hopefully, Tonga, and I, again, I've had to do this as a part of the medical clearance process. And I'm not someone who has to regularly seek counseling, luckily, thankfully enough. I'm not someone who has to um, repeatedly go to the doctor's office every month to get a refill of my prescription. But I know there's a certain thing where I have to, you know, get ready. I, I do take a, a medication that does help me and everything like that. And it scares me so much that for one of these... X, Y, and Z different reasons I'm not going to get cleared 
I'm going to be part of the 10% of people who doesn't get to go and live out this next opportunity because of some hindrance that is honestly out of my control and I'm doing everything I can to mitigate and manage and live a healthy, holistic lifestyle. Now, realistically, I'm doing everything that I have to in front of me and I'm doing it to the best of my ability. I'm doing all my medical paperwork, I'm doing all my examples, I'm doing all of my letters of recommendation, I'm doing all these plans of action and everything like that to the best of my ability and really ingraining myself to make sure that I'm giving myself the best chance of success. However, I can't just make this, I, I can't just stop worrying. You know, there's a little bit in the back of my head that's just like, I don't know, bro, it's out of your hands. And that's what scares me too, because it's out of my control. Now, that's very similar to my earlier example of like, I don't know, man, maybe that's just a demon. I can't tell. It's just a blob. It's, what is it? I don't know. I can't see. I can't see. I can't see. I can't see. And that's what, what my life was before my long-term recovery and still is sometimes to this day. You know, it really is uh, that lack of emotional intelligence when I get into these mindsets or that mindset of not being able to see, not being able to understand what it is. So what do I do? I at first I panic for 20, a day or so, you know, I first have to panic. That's the first step of anything It's like, what the hell is going on? Oh my God, I'm so scared. Why am I scared? But it moves on from that. It's like, okay, why am I scared? Well, in the case of the Peace Corps, there's two big things here. One, I'm scared because this is actually something in life that I really want. This is something I'm really excited to do and that I'm really hopeful for. So for someone like me, who is really lackadaisy about most of life, it's very easy come, easy go. You want to go have dinner here? That's fine with me. You want to go do this? It's fine with me. You want me to go work on yourself? That's fine with me. And really, there's only like four things in this world that I really get truly upset over. You know, lack of empathy, hurting someone I care about, and all that stuff. And um, a really basic lack of empathy or mindfulness really gets my goat every time. Um, and, and that will put me out of a mindful place. So, the fact that I emotionally am actually experiencing fear and am concerned over being powerless over a life decision not within my control really shows me that I'm actually trying to do the right thing in life here, that I'm actually excited, that I am fulfilling my personal story and my personal destiny and creating my own personal legend, that I'm off trying to figure out and explore what I want to explore and actually what my soul craves. And it's in this in-tune thing in my body that it's like, I actually want to do this. You know, I want to find that path. And it's that passion in life that makes life worthy. And it's scary. And it's terrifying. So once you have that, I have that basic understanding now. that I'm like, okay, I can understand this fear. It's not going to go away completely. But what can I do to mitigate it? Can I get a prescription? No, that's not really how fear works. I can't exactly get a new pair of glasses to deal with fear. There's no fear reduction glasses to my knowledge. I mean, if there is, please you know, send me an email of it. I'd be interested in buying a pair. What I can do is I can do the work in front of me to give me the best chance of success. I can do an action because ultimately this decision is and will rightfully be out of my control. It'll be up to a medical professional that will deem if I am cap capable is not the right word, but if I am medically healthy enough 
to go be of service into this specific culture in this specific region. Maybe it might be better if I go be of service to a different thing. And I'll touch on that in the end in a little bit here, but I'm gonna go with this point here for a moment. It's out of my control. What is in my control is my reaction and my action to it. So what do I have to do? Well, I have to get like, you know, 10 or 15 forms done and I have to write these personal statements in order to get medically and cleared and everything like that. You know, what is my sobriety plan? How am I going to deal with my mental health when I deal with the stresses of being isolated and alone in a foreign culture? So what do I do is I take my time and I write it out. It's really messy at first, really messy at first. And it takes me to go over a few times maybe. Um, but I just get it out. How do I plan on actually staying sober in a foreign area? How do I plan on staying mentally balanced without ready to go ready without words without ready treatment options and in an isolating and alone place again like I said earlier well here's how I'm going to do it and obviously there's a lot in life and life never goes exactly to plan and that's accounted for but here are the tools that I have learned over the past realistically 24 years of my life but more so in my long-term sobriety that will help me benefit me to stay sober one and two to maintain my mental health into a into a positive mindful place i can do that and i can do that very well i can create these action plans and i can have them reviewed by my family and friends and everything like that to really call me out and really challenge me to think is this how you're going to stay sober is this how you're going to be mental health i talk about it with them i create these plans with them because they know me better than anyone else and sometimes they know me better than myself and some of my behaviors I have done something now. I've done a couple things here, actually. I've expressed myself, one, and I've given myself the best chance of success to being accepted. And on top of that, given myself the best chance of success of being accepted. I've been truthful. I've been honest about where I'm at, what I plan to do. And now I have something where, you know, in, if I do get the opportunity, and I am lucky enough to be of service in Tonga in you know in a year and a half uh, maybe i'm feeling really low and it's around the holidays and i miss them like oh, what do I, need? I need to do something here i have this plan of action that i can do i can rely on and i can come back to and i can reground myself and i can start coming back to these healthy tools because i have now created this document this very expressive you know well written things to the editing of some and honestly my mom thank you very much for editing those i really appreciate it uh, and my stepdad as well um, for taking a look and making it the professional or the side, you know, always get help um, um, with these important documents. I believe it's always good to have the second pair of eyes on them. But we had, we, we hatched out this thing where I can, you know, deal with those things. Now there's, again, going to be those, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I don't know where I'm going to be at, but and life's going to have a lot of unexpected challenges. But I have a base to work on i have that place to ground me i have the frames to my glasses where you know i might be a little dirty on them sometimes and they might be covered in muck and mud and everything like that but i have a place where i can come back to and i know what my prescription is and i know how to clean off those lenses and i can come back to them and i can succeed in any opportunity or i can at least give myself back to a place of mindfulness and gratitude and spiritual connection and acceptance over life and where life circumstances at and that's the last thing i really wanted to talk about here here's the lens to those glasses by understanding 
my fear and having the emotional intelligence to understand why I'm fear and in fear. I now have been able to create a plan of action and give myself something to ground to and to connect to. That whole act is an act of acceptance of what is currently happening. It's an acceptance over the situation that I am powerless, in essence, of because someone else is going to be saying yes or no to me if I get a go or not. And I can do all the work, but I then I'm working with that acceptance, and I'm finding action. I'm not, I'm not stagnant. I'm not good at being stagnant. I don't like being stagnant. I get restless. I've done work here, and that may has made. 99% of the weight that I was feeling on my shoulders that first day when I really realized that because of these barriers I might not be able to get to go and express myself and be able to be of service and all this stuff and not really a fear I've now essentially lifted off 99% of that I can deal with that one other percent by having this combination of acceptance and ass- acceptance and action I've given myself a pair of glasses where I can go deal with the world. Now, I might not be able to see perfectly always. I might be like, ooh, what's that sign in the distance? Oh, I have to really squint my eyes. Ooh, the sun, oh, I can't see. But I'm able to read what's right in front of me. And I'm able to do what's right in front of me. And that gives me the security to know that maybe even if I don't have this opportunity for whatever reason doesn't work out, I can try again. I can move on to the next thing. I have the ability to survive. And I really gave it my fucking all, too. I really tried, and this is something I really want, and that's all I can ask for is having that pure emotional excitement of an opportunity. That's how I know I'm living my life on my right, in the right terms, and I'm doing the right thing, and I'm moving in the right direction. Because I have this innate drive and excitement and childlike wonder, and that's where all that fear and insecurity comes from. And I'm able to now have the emotional intelligence to deal with that fear and insecurity. I've now taken an external trigger and turned it into an internal tool to better understand myself and to better move forward in life. Thank you for listening to the Descent into Illumination podcast. Feel free to email me at thedescentinto at gmail.com please follow me on twitter at into the descent thank you very much again for listening please remember that you are loved you are not alone and that you are worth it